All right, welcome back everyone to Get the Net. Special show tonight. We've got a co-host. Have Dom from uh, Lake of the Woods Sports Headquarters. He's just traveling through with a load full of hunting and fishing equipment. He stopped in for a quick spaghetti squash and a lukewarm beer. Wow, not bad. Not bad at all. Good dinner. <clears throat> yeah, so we've had uh, had a bunch of different kinds of guests on before, and, and Dom's a unique one. So we're going to get into that. Um, we got plenty to talk about. We got uh, Winnipeg Ice Fishing Show coming up. We'll talk about that sucker. We just finished up the the grouse hunting and walleye tournament. Lots of touch on there. What else we got, bud? Mm, I don't really know. We can talk about like derbies and whatnot, and what you guys. I don't know. I got some like ideas on. Uh... Holy fuck, this is hard, dude. That luck's talking into the <laughs> microphone. Like, I don't know why. Well, you're not even talking into the microphone. Yeah, true. Like, I might be the worst guest you've ever had on. I'm just, like, not not certified. Just yeah. talking's pretty easy, man. You'll get used to it. Yeah. The best part to remember is uh, if this sucks, I'm just not going to air it. Yeah, just a leader. <laughs> I'm just, like, you got, like, Alex Kessler on here and, like, Joe Cooper, like, super qualified guys that, like... Just like a bit of an oddball guess, but yeah. Know. Well, everyone, everyone that gets the uh, shout out has their own uh, their own yeah. thing to bring. Unique quirks. If you were just a run of the mill tackle store manager, I would just not yeah, feed enough. you spaghetti squash and just let you keep rolling. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe Cooper. Yeah, the, that game of inches is happening soon. We got to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, going to so. talk about some Bassmaster stuff, a little BPT. We're going to touch on a uh, little bit of everything. So. Stick around, beauty. See you on the other side of this intro. Welcome to Get the Net, a fishing podcast that takes a deep dive into competitive events, fishing news, tips, tactics, and most importantly, interviews with some of the most interesting and in-tuned anglers from Canada to the central U.S. We're leaving no stone unturned to bring you the most raw and authentic talk talk. My name is Jamie Bruce. While my resume says bass, my frying pan says walleye, I'm no stranger to the multi-species realm. Whether you're puttering on tackle, driving the bus, cutting the grass, or killing time in a nine to five, I'll try to give you something in every episode to take with you on the water, or at the very least, bring you a few laughs. All right, we're November 1st, bud. Yeah, I just finished the cast and blast. Yeah. Yeah, deer, the deer hunting's around the corner. Yeah, well, I mean, the season's here, but yeah, uh, Dom alluded to it, the cast and blast, the surf and turf, the uh, grouse hunt walleye tournament uh, made its return to the uh, to the mainstream this year. Yeah. Um, unique deal, uh, going to have a video coming out on it. There's one on uh, Sports Headquarters YouTube. Uh, they shot a couple chickens pretty low. They were playing for keeps, but check that oh, one yeah. out. Uh, so yeah, how it lays out is, uh, it's three grouse and two walleye under 18 inches essentially are the rules. You can weigh in five grouse, but you're not going to win anything with that as, uh, as Dom found out. Um, so yeah, you, you can go wherever you want, leave whenever you want in the morning and, uh, pretty much go, well, not pretty much. You can go wherever the hell you want as long as you're in by five and, uh, you got some critters for the weigh-in and the fry, but it gets pretty competitive. It gets pretty intense. It makes chicken hunting, uh, yeah. you know, a lot uh, a lot more intense than it probably usually is. So Yeah, for sure. It takes it to the next level. How was your first experience? It was, like, so sick. It was, like, in my ideas, the perfect, like, tournament format because, like, well, a guy could get so spun out doing it, like, jumping from land to water to be like, oh, I got to go back and try for walleyes for a bit. And, like, you know, when you're just fishing a bass derby, you could just, you, you're always fishing, even if you're spun out, like, running from spot to spot. But yeah. just, just with the land and water, both in play, it's just, like, that yeah, was, like, so fun. And then, like, I don't know, something about a chicken derby. Like, when I had this one spot, I shot, like, a triple in. Like, I had a single shot, shot it, and Brett, my buddy who I was fishing. Er, During the derby? Yeah. Nice he, he like, I was like, count me your gun because he didn't have an angle, shot a triple, 
And I was just like as fired up as I've ever been in any tournament. Yeah, fist bumping? Oh, yeah, like ready to run through trees, like rip my shirt off, just like max fired up. (laughs) Jesus, buddy, you on the test or what? Yeah, pretty much how it was going. Like, I don't know, you're just so excited, especially because we didn't have like walleyes or or we had one walleye. Like the morning was like so shit. And then you just like from like nothing, like not seeing, quick triple. And you're like, oh, I guess... You're not really back in it with chickens, but it felt like well, we were you, back you in need it. Three. You yeah. need three to play. Yeah, so it felt like we were back in it. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up having a good tournament. Um, but damn, man. Uh, I talked to you the night before, mm-hmm. and you were like, you're lipping off a little, and you're not a cocky guy. So yeah. I was like, shit, Dom's got him. Like, you know, the boys have him licked up and soon arrows. And yeah. then I talked to. Uh, couple other buddies and there's some pretty extravagant plans like gussie was gussie hauled his boat um like 100k north (laughs) that's stupid (laughs) maybe not 100k i don't know maybe it's seven i don't really know where it is but um yeah so i was like i gotta step up my game so i told ashley i was like hey we're gonna sneak out in the dark a little bit in the morning she's like "Hmm, okay whatever like before bed so i got up at 4 30 and uh was like, okay, time to go. She got her, like, finally rolling at 5.30. She was so pissed. Mm-hmm. And we went and splashed my boat on the Winnipeg River. And I was like, hey, I got a spot I fished a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't catch shit. She lost one. I caught, like, a 13-incher. And we put it back on the trailer at dark still. Holy shit. Two hours in the pitch black to start the derby. Yeah. I didn't realize how hard guys went. Like, I thought some guys were just, like, very casual. But, like... Some guys were committed to whatever program they were running. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how hard I could go in that. Yeah. I was like, what am I doing? It's my tournament. Yeah, I didn't even realize that you like did it. I thought maybe you just chilled here till everyone got back. But then you No, I try to win. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, like, I come back early um, to accept, you know, in case someone shows up early and I usually have to cut potatoes for the fry and like yeah. tea. There's a lot of, you know, prep that goes into that. So I come back early, but yeah, man, I go hard as ever. Like yeah. Ashley's been shooting tough this year. Like yeah. she's been missing lots with her 20 gauge. So like she rode the bench for the first few chickens. Like, oh, you're just like all me. Yeah. Well, first place is a thousand bucks. So we're playing for keeps. That's solid. Yeah. So you got those three and then what did it look like? Uh, just kept chicken hunting but we met up with nev and josh and then i was like oh do we like run back and like get walleyes and especially because we had like an hour drive to be here by like five mm-hmm. so i was like or we we ended up getting a couple more chickens but and like they were like everywhere like where we were hunting was like polluted with chickens like josh and nev were so like down in the morning because they didn't have a single walleye like they had seemed like they had get given up but then we went like into the area we went and they had like five chickens like right away yeah and they like just went down a different trail and we'll just like take this y and like work our way back and you guys just hit all these trails and we'll hit these trails and it was just like i mean the chicken hunt seemed like it was pretty good for everyone yeah there was no shortage of meat no <laughs> they ended up beating your ass yeah too. i know but i don't know how because we were like yeah i don't know well they had bigger chickens than like you had yeah. a nice walleye but it wasn't like a hero no, no yeah so to put it in perspective if you've ever fished a walleye tournament where you have to have walleye under 18 inches which is all, like all walleye tournaments in ontario um if you get one under 18 inches that's two pounds that'll be like the biggest fish in the tournament the biggest under like yeah. in a summer walleye yeah, tournament sure. And this one, out of 20 teams or just under, there were, like, 10 walleye over two pounds. We had a 230, mm-hmm. like, as big as they get, and apparently not because there were two 256s. Yeah, like, in, when we were pre-fishing it, we caught one that was, like, 17 and three quarters, and I, like, weighed it, and I was like, oh, if we get these, like, money, but it was, like, a 180. And yeah. And we're bringing in, like, ones that, like, I think Kelly's was way short like way under it was like 17 under 17 and a half yeah and it weighed 256 insane and big chickens there's a big difference in what uh in what grouse weigh yeah like some of them weigh 1.13 and some of them weigh 1.67 yeah everyone just thinks they're the same like there's a huge disparity there 
yeah, every time we shot one, I was like, oh, that's a long tail. That's a long tail. Yeah. And you get like the ones with the little short fans. But yeah, when you get way in them, they're like 130. You're like, ah, it's not as good as I thought. Yeah. The biggest ones are the, are the, uh, the big, the males, like when they're strutting. Yeah. Those are the kings of the castle. Yeah. And all the ones around them are always little short tails. Yeah. But if you don't see those, you're, yeah, I don't know. The chicken thing's hard. Like we had, we, once I (laughs) ruined our lives in the morning, we, you know, turned it around quick, got our limit of chickens, like got our five before we got to our fishing spot up north. We went fishing offshore and, uh, you know, caught some walleyes in pretty short order. Like Ashley had a hot hand, caught some beauties. We had a 229 and like a 2.15, like beauties. Mm -hmm. So we turned around and shot, we had three more chickens to go to both of our limits to 10. And then we just had to drive by them for, you know, a while. And some of them were bigger and there's nothing you can do. So like, it's like you got to ease off the trigger and selective harvest like all day, just knowing that you're going to get. Yeah your chances yeah i feel like guys had the perception too that they had it like kind of sewed up like lukey was like thought he had like super good ones and even jeff i think well it got weighed in early or the big bag got weighed in early but i think like jeff like probably driving back thought he had them because he had like super nice bag too and like when i texted you the night before i was like you were like eight to eight and a half pounds and i was like i got like seven something might be middle of the pack but like yeah guys had them this yeah year. it was a whack fest we uh we lost by 0.19 which is a pretty big margin mm-hmm. uh for third second had 903 and first kelly and noah had uh or second had 901 kelly and noah had 903 it's always close like that yeah but yeah, I mean, I think there were a lot of people that thought they were good. Yeah, like, <laughs> had done something. <laughs> yeah, so, oh man, dude, I was on the couch at one o'clock, because we had two perfect walleyes, yeah. and we had ten chickens, There's nothing else I could do. I had yeah. the potatoes cut, I had, uh, yeah, everything was ready to rock for the party, and like, just pretty much was just waiting to win. I almost felt bad, I was like, shit, I'm going to win my own tournament. Yeah. No, third. <laughs> And then the after party was sweet too. Like just like kind of everyone jumped in to help out, like cleaning that many animals. It's so much work. Yeah. That fast. But like everyone, like, I don't know who, I didn't know the guy that was running the boiler, but he just like went at it for two and a half hours. That's tunes. Yeah. He does that every year. Um, I mean, it's like, I can't do it all. Like just a little quality control here and there, but yeah, tunes, he steps in, he brought, BYOF, bring your own fryer. Yeah. Uh, big tandem burner. I texted him the night before. I was like, bud, they're biting out there. Yeah. Don't wear your nice boots. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to be frying, partner. And then it was his like wife with him, I guess, I assume. And she yeah, was just his like, girlfriend. F- like, feeding him like stuff. And it was just like a well run operation, but you would have swore they were like cooking for like a wedding of like a hundred people. Like they were just didn't stop on, on the fryer for like two and a half hours. And then we had to restart again that night. Like we got a few more battered up. Oh man. There's nothing tastes as good as a rough grouse cut thin rolled in Smith camps and dropped in the hot oil. Bath. Yeah. So good. People yeah. had like mountains of plates. Like, yeah. yeah. Gussie will eat fo- like five to seven birds. Yeah. That's like his feed for the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he's, he's known for being the bird eater. So he always brings enough to, to, uh, you know, make up for that. So, yeah. Yeah. No, thanks tunes. Thanks. Uh, Smith camps, critter crumbs. Grab those at Lake of the Woods sports. They're, uh, that's the best. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. Well, Al hooked us up with a big bag. Uh, we, uh, we roll them and I don't, I didn't hear any complaints. No. <laughs> Oh, what else is happening, bud? Winnipeg Ice Fishing Show. Yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, we got a booth there, so it'll be good. A couple of days is set up usually, and then I guess you got a couple of talks there. Be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking the big stage. Be like, uh, I feel like a damn 13-year-old in eighth grade doing a PowerPoint. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Mine is so Bush League, there's like, yeah, there's not much graphics going on in the background. I'm more of a, more of a 
personality up front and learning on the stage instead of uh, visual aids kind of guy. Yeah, I remember I went to one of those when I was like 17 and Jay Samsel was given the presentation. Yeah. And like it gets to the question period and some of the questions are just like outrageous. Like one guy was like, when those smallmouth get on their nests, they are just impossible to catch. <laughs> and he was like, I, I haven't really found that to be true. But it was super funny. Like, I don't know. Fishing's a weird thing where, like, you know, like some, like everyone or a bunch of people do it, but like there's just such varying levels to it where, like, guys will have their trucks deckled out in G Loomis and whatever else, but like not know what an FG knot is or anything like that. You kind of see it across the board. So when you're given these presentations, you have like no idea. People will be super passionate about fishing, but like when you spend time around guys like you, Jeff, or like Brian, you like see like all the levels to it, but like there's just, it's kind of like, I don't know, like if you like basketball, everybody knows who LeBron James or Kevin Durant is, but like guys will like bass fishing and have no idea who Jason Christie or like Kevin Van Dam is. Yeah, they'll know who the Googans are. Yeah, exactly. This is like the weirdest thing ever. It's like, taking advice from like i don't know like to me it makes sense to take advice from like you know the connor mcdavid's or like the like super skilled people versus like a guy that would have been played on like an a3 hockey team but just has like a personality and willing to put a camera in front of themselves right well that's the whole youtube um verse pro angler yeah, yeah. Like and now you kind of, kind of have to have both, right? Like, I mean, if you want, like, you got to be entertaining. Like, you got, like, it's kind of like a Conor McGregor thing where he was sparking guys, but entertaining as hell. Now you kind of got to juggle both hats. Yeah, it's bullshit. You got to do way more work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about seminars. Yeah. Cut, cut a little deep there. A little off topic, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, yeah the seminars are just weird because you just never know what kind of questions you're gonna get asked. Like the crowds are just like so variable. It's just kind of like working in the Winnipeg store when guys are like, "Do you have any rod recommendations for a catfish perch uh, walleye combo?" Yeah, yeah, seven one medium. Yeah, exactly. You just rip that one out every time. Eight fifty two. Try to get your lines up. Okay. To where you can actually see them. Sounds good. You're, you're, it's your first time. Yeah. It's not, it's not, a, not, a, not a big deal. We're, we're, we're not, not the ones that have to listen to it. No, I'll listen true. to it once yeah. editing. Yeah. It's, it's uh, uh, well, you'll, you'll probably listen to it. To it. Yeah, I'll yeah, give it a listen. listen. You got to listen to your own. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, seminars, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some good questions. I'm actually looking forward to it. It's uh, It seems to have grown quite a bit. Um. I don't, know. I don't know. Like, all, like all, they, said they said all the booths are sold out. There's, there's uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's a bunch of hype around it. Like, it's like yeah. it's yeah. turning into a thing. Like I used to go down, you know, on my own dime. Like my buddy Sean McGaughy and I used to go down to that St. Paul ice fishing show all the time and like made a weekend of her. Oh, that's cool. So, so it seems like that's kind of happening here. Yeah, it's like gaining tons of popularity. At least it seems like it is. Like. I don't, I don't know if they're doing the live screening of that game of inches there, but like those, those things like have like crazy viewings, like whatever the 49 hours or whatever it was. Like, I don't know if you look at the views and like a lot of people are into it. And like, the Josh always tells me who is our media guy in Winnipeg that like ice fishing is like the content to walk, like where channel YouTube channels blow up. Cause I guess people have a lot of downtime in the winter, you know? Yeah, yeah, downtime, downtime in the winter and uh, uh, way, way less, less people doing it. Doing it. Yeah. Um, so it's not yeah. as saturated. Yeah, tons of my like followers or subscribers on uh, on YouTube started like when we started that you know that ice fishing like clack shot video kind of kicked it off yeah. and then a bunch of videos in there and that's like that's where the bulk of mine came from. Like I get guys messaging me, they're like, I don't know what happened. Like I started watching you to learn how to catch a walleye on Lake of the Woods. And now I'm watching damn spotted bass tournaments and hurt well. Like yeah. they, so a bunch of them at least came for the ride. But yeah, I mean, ice fishing seems to be just exploding, especially in this area. Like what better place than Winnipeg to have a, 
like Canada's ice fishing show. Yeah, for sure. I think the accessibility of ice fishing is like huge too. Like, you know, anyone could just walk out somewhere on some of these lakes and all you need is to like have an auger or, and like a couple rods is just like more accessible than like, you know, trying to go do a musky fishing trip or something like that. Like where you kind of need to spend the money on the boat and all the gear and everything else. So yeah, it's kind of cool that it's accessible to like everyone. Like I know people like when people would buy their fishing licenses only to start the ice season in Winnipeg, like not open water fish, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, if all you've got is like a station wagon and yeah, whatever, like you're not going, you know, you're not going to Lake of the Woods for the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Like some of the hardcores will go fish offshore, but that's how a lot of people get started in fishing. And, mm-hmm. um, that's not a bad way to do it either. Like I, I used to ice fish like crazy. Like I'd make it a point to ice fish more than anyone. Oh, really? Um, you know, it's been like a bunch of my life going to find new crappie spots and yeah. all this dumb stuff. And I was like, what a waste of time. But now I'm like, so used to looking at like me and Milliken talked about this on the last one. It was like, it's training on your electronics, mm-hmm. like not at the start, but you know, once you get a flasher and then you're, you're live scoping, like you're getting better out there, whether yeah. you know it or not. Yeah. That's actually a good point. Like you get way better. And you can translate that into the open water season if you want to. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Now as I get older, I'm turning into like a bubba. Yeah. Like I'm turning into a guy I used to make fun of. Yeah. No doubt. You know, I'm more I'm more looking at it like from a tactical lens. Like, what's the least amount of work I can do? Yeah. For the maximum results. Yeah. And, like, I've got that little wheelhouse, that little 6 by 12 Like, I can just whip that thing around and, like, set her up right on the Primo. You know, use the live scope, find a little flat spot, use a Lake Master, get in. And, like, if I can drill two holes, yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's, Ma- that's the game now. Minimal effort, maximum comfort in that thing. Yeah, yeah, I love it. That's sweet. Yeah, so that's how I like to ice fish now. But there's a bunch of hardcores, there's a bunch of up and comers. Um, apparently, they're they're playing that game of inches. The guys that brought you 39 hours, um, say what you will. That was freaking entertaining. Yeah, it's super entertaining. It's kind of like the surf and turf derby. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing, where you have just like this cool, unique style that like you know keeps a high pace, where you're just like. Oh, what's happening next and you're like jumping and bouncing around yeah and someone's getting tortured on the other end yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know they're going through the the hardship and i like that so uh, i guess it's a similar format uh they're screening it at at the ice fishing show but i saw a thing today uh buddy sent me that uh weebs part like weebs pulling out or something or not doing his part or oh, didn't, okay. didn't edit in time there's a whole oh, bunch geez. of stuff there yeah, I didn't really follow any of that, but I knew they were screening it, and I didn't know. It seemed like you had to buy tickets or something of that nature for it, so. Yeah. For the screening, but I don't know. They seem to have a good following, and, like, uh, like I watched all the 39 hours. It was, like, pretty entertaining, so this will probably be more of the same. Yeah. I'm look, they, Joe Cooper's on it. Joe Cooper yeah. and Dave Winter. Yeah. Those guys are the best. Yeah. I, I don't know them personally, but, like, I mean – Joe Cooper was a little bit inspiration for me to grow out the mustache. I saw him on yours, and I was like, "Oh, that that guy looks like a legend." I gotta, yeah, I gotta maybe try and bite a bit of his style. Yeah, you should buy a twenty-four foot bay boat too to match on a school bus. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I'll go that hardcore. I think he's got that locked up. Oh man, what a beauty! But yeah, I don't I, like. I don't get Weeb's part. I like watching Weeb. Like him and I have been in plenty of like public arguments yeah. like yeah it's you know we're not uh, we're not strangers to chirping each other um we kind of you know came up in the in the fishing world around the same time just took different paths mm-hmm. and uh but man he's as annoying as he can be as much as we chirp each other he's freaking entertaining yeah so i'm i i am a little disappointed that his part isn't in there but i'm sure it'll still be quality yeah he's got some like creative ideas as much as like guys want to knock him he does have some like real unique ideas of stuff to like capture audiences and i'm sure he's brought 
quite a few people like into fishing seeing his stuff that normally would have never seen it so yeah yeah i agree i agree um man that i was uh speaking of that like the ice fishing show they have i was looking at the events they got like the main stage so we're doing i think it's me pizer siemens and uh maybe clayton schick mm-hmm. were like the speakers for the seminar but then they have like some other stuff too there's uh a fish cleaning contest they yeah. do every year. I haven't seen that. I've seen it before. I think uh, one of the Winnipeg customers, Jordan Harden, he's like in the store all the time, Jordan Harder or something. And he's like, I was like so impressed. He was like dialed in and they go head to head for a while. And like, I like, I don't know, I've seen guys like cleaning walleyes at your place and I'm like, well, that's way faster than I do it. But some of these guys are like, yeah, next level like, yeah i was watching stags today he's the champ hey? okay daniel stag yeah i think he's won it like every year really sounds like it well like you said harder one yeah i think he won the one year we were there two years okay. ago i know stag won the last one 2021 and he had like a tiktok video it was 30 seconds flat on both sides like good job too that's like hauling yeah so i you know I was like, oh, how can I sneak some com- competition in this weekend? So I, I signed oh, up Oh, you for signed it. up? Yeah, I, I, whatever, I sent Labufa a message, and he's like, yeah, you're in, bud. I was like, okay. Have you time-trialed it in the garage? No, I'm pr- probably going to cut my thumb open or something, yeah. like, going hard. Yeah. I'm too much of a competitor to be holding a knife. Yeah. So he's you- he's going to, you know, beat my ass, but yeah, hopefully I can beat up on someone. But you're just going to go in there cold, like... I feel like this guy might be like going, through, going actively... through a training camp. Oh, well, I don't have any walleyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe you should have cleaned them all at the cast. I last. pretty much did. I was ah. getting chirped for using an electric knife, and then I had a mountain of walleyes, and like everyone was on yeah, that's fish true. number two. Bri picked up the electric knife for 11 seconds and then roasted the quality of it. Of he, my knife? Yeah, he was like, ah, this thing's no good. He's like, I'll get you a good one. I just cut 12 walleyes with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Van Beek, if you're listening, I need a new knife, bud. Like, mine's bogging down the power in the house. It's like from 96. The blades are just like a couple still 170 chainsaw blades. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll get a new knife. You're probably not allowed to use electrics in that one, though. No, right? I can't imagine. If you are, I'm going to pull out the old turkey carver and like bring a generator in there and just smoke the place out. Rip through. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Um, what else we got going on? Like Bassmaster. Bassmaster stuff. I love it. What do you got Bassmaster-wise? I don't Other... know. We might lose like all our followings probably like, yeah, ice fishing, surf and turf, grouse hunting, yeah. oh, Bassmaster. I'm out. Yeah. But it's on the list. I got a little list here. I got some notes. What's going on in Bassmaster? I haven't been uh, following. Well, yeah, I mentioned in the last podcast or one of the videos or whatever that I was kind of trying to get it together to fish all nine, and that's still, uh, you know, still in the works, still grinding at it. Um, have until next week to sign up. Danny McGarry, though, uh, Coop's tournament partner from down east, he just put up a post today. He signed up. He got in, and I thought I missed, like, the oh. entry, and I sent him a message. I was like, what the hell? He's like, no, man, it's because I qualified for, like, the national championship. They got, like, early entry or whatever, so. Gotcha. So there is going to be another Canadian in the race. That's cool. Yeah. And you're, like. He's a beauty, too. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you and came up here and fished then with Bri in the fall, or no? Not Danny, No. 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 Just Coop and his brother. Yeah, he's he's a working man, so it's uh yeah, I mean nine's freaking crazy. Um man, they're spread out too. Like you gotta go down like I gotta come back for every one. There's none that yeah. can stay until the fall. So yeah, I mean that's that's gonna be uh bananas if it happens. Um have a week today to decide still and still like what are you leaning towards? Dude, I want to go. Like, I had the talk with Ashley. Like, that's kind of like a couple day conversation. Yeah, yeah, I had no doubt. <laughs> um, you know, I I truly don't believe I'm gonna have this opportunity again next year. 
got a little bit of love from like some sponsors just because of last year, you know, people like following a different trail, the fall Canadians from up here and, um, uh, still working on it. There's a few people have really been stepping it up. So cool to see like how, how many people are, uh, willing to support and like people I didn't even realize were following along. So, um, man, definitely pushed me a a lot closer and I want to freaking go. Yeah. And people like, it seems like people just get like crazy behind the Canadians. Like, like even the people like regionally here, but like when Jeff's doing well in a tournament, like it's kind of like all the like Canada's behind him. So it'd be cool to uh, see you down there doing it. Yeah, it'd be fun. And it's not, it's not just Canada. It's like the North. Yeah. Like Minnesota. Minnesota, For sure. Yeah. Like at Sturgeon Bay, there's lots of people from around there that fish and like Minnesota, you know, Minnesota, there's tons of people bass fishing now. And like, they're following it like they you know mm-hmm. come it up to me and talk and i'm like holy shit like yeah there's, you know cool. there's pull it's like the whole north just kind of bands together so yeah i don't know and i was saying to you in the shop the other day it's cool to see like you go down there and do well and you know when you're fishing whatever tournament is up here like the top two percent of guys up here are like seemingly as good as like anyone anywhere you know like if you're going down there beating field or getting you know top three in fields of 200 boats of these guys that get to fish year round it's like pretty sweet that like when you're in the tournament against like a jeff o'brien like a troy norman guys like that are as good as anyone yeah in the world yeah no like you could it seems like like i don't want to overstep but it seems like you could just bring like a a busload of the top 15 down there and like you're gonna be fine yeah that they would do that's, pretty well yeah but that's unless you're at, like i mentioned this too unless you're at like a lake norman where you got to skip a bunch of docks like the canadians will just be backlashed and like <laughs> yeah like that that offshore prowess does not extend to the to uh yeah like shallow dock the biggest tournament i ever won was uh was kbi and it was fishing shallow large mouth and mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah i'm a shallow guy yeah we're shallow guys yeah and uh yeah like uh, you would just get mocked like if you had to go skip docks against those guys it's crazy how good they are at casting but yeah i remember ted saying like a lot of the canadian stuff seems to translate well to the u.s like waters but everything u.s that he tries to bring back up here doesn't like doesn't work super well yeah, it's kind of like advantageous, at least, to be like, maybe that's not the case for everything, but no, that's fair. Like you come come up here with a DT twenty, yeah, like, that's the shit down there. Yeah, you come up here, you're just gonna catch a bunch of walleye. Yeah, like, or like it's... those giant like swim baits, or like all the like niche no go up. Yeah, California swim baits. Okay, uh, Carolina rig. Yeah, all yeah. that means is you're gonna lose all your tungsten and just be retying all day. Like yeah. the bottom composition is so much different here than there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Hopefully it keeps rolling in that, uh, that direction, but yeah, um, got another week to, to make that call. Um, man, no one's going to want to hear about the Bass Pro Tour format change. Every podcast is talking about this, so we got to talk about it. They changed the MLF changed from every bass counts to five bass now. I think that makes sense though. Like no one. Yeah. I mean like, Yeah. Just, like, no one really, really cares. Like, you said in one of the podcasts, but you're, like, guys will get, like, two-pounded to death and think that they're, like, going to be, like, really good. Like, I did it when I was, like, 16, 17. So I was, like, catching a bunch of two-pounders, and I was, like, oh, I'm going to go in the KVI and be, like, thought I was good because I could go catch 100 bass and then got, like, a 116th place finish. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. But, it's like, but you'd you'd be a stud on MLF. oh yeah <laughs> in the MLF yeah. yeah I had like three hundred thirty pounds but yeah I don't know two I, pounders like they could go to weighing in two marlin like I probably wouldn't pay attention yeah they, so they've and you know it's not the format it's not the it's not the organization for me. And like I'm an ang- like I'm a hardcore tournament angler. I should be watching this. Yeah. But I, me and like probably 98% of other people watch 
uh, like Bass Live for like I want to see some damn personality. Yeah, like that makes a big difference. Oh yeah, there's a huge contrast in anglers from Bassmaster, not just anglers, commentators, tournament directors, um, waymasters. They're like, I don't want to say it, like, but it's kind of robot-y on the other side. Yeah. Where bass is just, like, cool. Yeah. And you're, like, can relate to the guys, at least. You're like, oh, this is some guy I would, like, actually hang out with, you know what I mean? Versus, like, it seeming like... Yeah, someone wearing a visor with gelled hair and Adidas track pants yeah. with a jersey tucked into him. Dude, that ha- <laughs> like, it's still happening. I, I, you know, inadvertently watched some of it the other day and was like, what? the hell like no wonder no one's into this stuff because i when the bass schedule came out i was like oh i wonder if there's any better schedules like on the toyota series which there are yeah but it's like well what's the end game if you fish the toyotas or or you know maybe even could get an invitation to the to the mlf invitational tour which is the qualifying tour um and then you just end up there yeah i don't want to go there no and then it's just like you see those guys with the gelled hair or whatever and you're like i've never seen like really anyone like that at any tournament up here it's just like not relatable yeah and if you do you know where to start looking in the stats to find them (laughs) yeah yeah, no doubt (laughs) she's on the bottom of the deck yeah huh well shit man we've been talking for a while and i haven't even really introduced you no (laughs) um dom is from uh lake of the woods sports headquarters uh He's, uh, you're the manager of the Winnipeg store. Yeah. Solid title. Um, and, uh, yeah. So Brian owns Lake of the Woods sports and Dom is the, Dom's the right hand man. And, you know, both of them are, are like the super grinders of the fishing industry in central Canada. From what I could tell, um, there's a reason you can always get what you're after there. Uh, these guys are like the wolves of wall street of, uh, of fishing and hunting gear. So, um, yeah, uh, Dom was passing through, and he yeah. uh, said he'd wheel in for a for a bullshit. Probably underqualified guest to be on here, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's been it's been cool running Winnipeg with with Bry. Obviously, he runs a pretty unique business, which I like. I mean, like I knew who you guys were like growing up the like entire time, so it's a little bit surreal to be like you know working for Bry. Like I used to when I was like sixteen to twenty, I was like the biggest like bass fishing nut like ever just like and i like i thought you guys were like i was like these guys are like the biggest studs ever like yeah I yeah watch- we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah just but i watched you and Brian win like kvi like in the stands and i was like oh these guys are like legends like and then it's Sweet. just like surreal to be like like I remember one Jets game, you I saw like you and Brian there, and like you were a couple sections over, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta like go say hi to these guys. They don't really know me." But I was like, "Oh, uh, I was like, yeah, you guys like, and you guys had like beer snakes like this tall, like ten nice. beers lined yeah. up." And I was like, "I was like, oh, you guys like won the KBI, and Brian's just like with little handled, and he was just like, he was just like into fishing." And I was like, yeah. <laughs> But it was pretty funny. But then, like, yeah, like, fast forward, life kind of just took me on, like, a weird path and ended up, like, getting a job in Winnipeg and working my way up into management, so. Yeah, and now you're, uh, you're muscling outdoor companies for more merchandise. Yeah. More, more stock. Yeah, it's an interesting industry to work in, too. I think that's, like, a big part of why me and Brian, like, do fairly well is because, like seems like pretty people are pretty relaxed i mean you start to see a bit of it but like people yeah. do not there's not like i mean at your other job i feel like there's more pressure to be like on the ball with deadlines and time and like reports and whatever fishing industry is just a lot of guys that are like pretty casual do you think it's just because like like buddies hiring buddies and yeah like... for sure there's a bit of that <laughs> and like a lot of people like probably look at it as more like a nine to five and just like very casual like they just go home and i don't know but like me and brian it's kind of like a huge portion of what we do like yeah it's your lifestyle it's not just your job yeah you go freaking hard too so does brian like it's yeah it's wild but it's cool like i remember like 
getting like the tackle warehouse packages as a kid and like feeling like like so excited for it so to be on the other end of that like i mean i'll package orders on weekends and stuff and be like you know trying to place it in there and like put a sticker in because i knew when i got like a tackle warehouse sticker i was just like fired up or like the t-shirt or just like the excitement for like just i used to just like go on their website and like build the card i'd buy if i won the lottery like all the time yeah so you translated that into the badass yeah website and then yeah and then bry always had the stuff that like no one else could find like you'd go into these because they're not like bought locally yeah. so you'd go into these other tackle stores and be like none of this stuff like really makes any sense like the hook sizes like everything else it's just like bought not regionally specific or whatever or just like not the niche stuff like i remember walking in the kenora store and seeing like kytex for the first time and be like all these guys like are yeah on the ball mega bass too yeah like dude every time i go to like toronto i'm always with someone who's like let's go to bass pro or cabela's and i'm like Ugh. like yeah. it used to be exciting but you get so spoiled from sports headquarters this isn't a damn sports headquarters commercial we're gonna we're gonna hit some other topics here right away but um man they just feel like going to walmart now yeah like oh great you got just the generics you got 100 packs of stickos and mm -hmm. and whatever like it's just not yeah i don't know you guys did a good job yeah pretty pumped about it yeah pretty pumped to be a part of it too like the the media side too yeah is, is badass it's not like you know you can tell that uh cool guys are running it because you don't have to be like you don't have to be in track pants wearing a visor to yeah, to like, rep. <laughs> when I started at Lake of the Woods, I did an HR course for a while, and I was like, oh, can I imagine, like, that feeling when you just, like, get in your car at the end of the day and, like, unbutton the tie and be like, oh, now I can stop playing this character. Yeah. But, like, the sweet thing is it's just, like, it's just, like, you know, guys being guys, you get to be who you genuinely are all the time at your day job. And, like, the crews in both stores are, like, beauties. It's just, like, guys you would hang out with, so it makes it easy to put in yeah. a ton of hours. Major funny shit happening, too. Like, I walked in uh, in uh, in the spring doing some BT stuff and walked into a weigh-in. <laughs> they got a, a 18 year old kid, Kyle, yeah. versus, uh, uh, you know, a 50-some-year-old, like, uh, what was his name? Jerry? Oh, that's bad if I don't... Tim. Tim. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, they're having a weight loss contest, and they're weighing in on a Saturday morning, like, just knifing each other, chirping. Everyone's monitoring each other's lunch, and I was like, oh, yeah. This looks like a fun place to work if I was 22. <laughs> oh, like... yeah. Like, I think back <laughs> if I was, like, their age, like, what a dream it would be to work there. Like, just surrounded by all the best bass tackle, like... Bry takes care of all the guys, too, so they get, like, swagged up whenever, like, Sims will send, like, a sample. Like, I would have worked double what I work now. Yeah. Just, like, and it's, like, just all buddies chirping each other. So, it's funny. Nonstop bets and whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. Big buck contest. Four-pounder bets. We called Devin on one of the four-pounder, or on the Zerini Lake 15-pound bet yeah. on the podcast I did with Brian. But uh, not-so-swift segue www.btfishing.com we have new color smelt maters big windy ralph smoke on the website yeah they're looking good btfishing.com use promo code get the net or get them in store lake of the woods sports headquarters winnipeg kenora and online seriously though new colors they're badass um we put a bunch of extra care into the uh smelt mater line um it's pretty clear that bait's not going anywhere, so it's uh, showing up in tackle stores all over North America, and uh, yeah, a couple sassy new colors and some more to come. That uh, that big windy color is like a walleye targeted color, and it's a freaking weapon. It's like a culmination of the best walleye colors there are. Yeah, it'll be sweet. Hopefully, we can get a, you down to uh, Lake Winnipeg, do some videos, some ice fishing videos. Yeah, just unleash that thing. The last time I was on Lake Winnipeg, I watched a boat get swallowed whole. Really? Yeah, it was the uh, it was the Pine Falls, like Voyagers. I had to go there for like a, there used to be this Lund um, Angler of the Year thing, mm -hmm. 
and it was a combination of bass and walleye tournaments. And I was, I was leading like after three tournaments on the bass side and the last tournament of the year was Pine Falls. And if you win, you get like 10 grand or whatever. So I was like, well, I guess we're going to Pine. And if I lost, I got three grand or five grand. So it was like a, yeah. you're going to Pine Falls. Yeah, so whatever went there. And uh, there was a huge south wind one day and it was Rick Loeb and his partner. I don't remember who, but they were trolling crankbaits and the wind was freaking rocking. And uh, they must have been had taken on some water already because they looked a little low when they like cut past us, but they were going like side trough in the waves and one like we just looked back up and there was just there was two guys standing on the deck of the boat all that was sticking out was the uh like the double bubble of mm-hmm. the or the windshield or i think it was a double bubble and then uh a boat ran over and they hopped in they had like one graph i think hopped in the other boat and the boat just flipped upside down and that was it Jeez. 20 pounds of walleyes in the live wall <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, that was fun. I didn't win. No. No, I got second in that overall thing. Definitely not second in the tournament. Did far worse than that. But, yeah, I'd, what I'm saying is I would go back to Lake Winnipeg uh, in the winter. Would yeah. be good. You guys have ice fished it before, though, have you not? I haven't, no. no. Has Bri? Because I remember seeing some, like, green-backed hooked magazine. Yeah, he things. went there. He went there way back in the day. He was like, all these guys are using rattle baits. I just used a rattle spoon and got the hell out of them. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got on the docket, bud? I don't know. Not too much. Ended off on Lake Winnipeg. Big Mike's actually been cracking the walleyes. Like, thir- like he's caught a couple of 29s, 30s. So I guess the river he's been going to has at least been like fishing good, which is pretty cool. Big Mike's the man, too. Yeah, he's like... What I am to Brian, Big Mike is to me. Like, the kid's in university working, like, 35 hours a week, like, full-time, and just, like, loves it. Grinders. I yeah. love it. These guys listen to, like, uh, business podcasts on uh, one-and-a-half times speed. Yeah. So they can drive more information. And, like, just having Dom here for an hour, like, probably set him back in his learning. Yeah. So true. I was just in Soon Arrows and jetted back in, and I had this like Jocko Willink uh, dichotomy of leadership. I was only running her at 1.3 because I couldn't really. You got to run her at 1.6 for a bit and then slow it down so you get used to it. But yeah, taking 30% more podcast. That's cramming. Like, I feel like I'm doing something when I listen to a podcast, like over media, because it's like, you know, you're going to gain some value at some point. Um, lots of them are just comedy. Like I like the comedy ones a yeah, lot too. I like um, I don't know what kind of value someone's going to get from this one. Probably re- you're not going to learn anything about fishing in this episode. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I got to teach you, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Podcasts are good. Yeah. And you cram them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like you're trying to take something away. I'm not like a huge fiction guy where you're just like. How does this like translate to my everyday life and like i don't know trying to grow a tackle store in this economy is like not exactly like the easiest thing to do so we kind of like pretty heavy focused on like how can we make it better me and bry both yeah yeah um i mean so many people bought so much stuff the, like the last two yeah, years that it's crazy it's, like, yeah I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Like there was just like a couple years of like heavy spending. And then with like, I mean, it was weird time. We've never really had normal time since I've been working at Lake of the Woods, like the whole COVID two years. Right. And like whatever else is going on right now with, you know, I don't know if this is the right podcast to be talking world issues. We're not talking but, world issues on but here, bud. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever's going on now, it's like slowing down in, in terms of stuff so that i think it's like important from our perspective to be like how can we provide the most value to like the customer i mean Brian, are you usually thinking about that like what we did with kind of the points thing and everything giving people like a little back of their purchase yeah and like when we ship stuff just like throwing in a couple extra stickers or stuff like that it's just like you know people don't have like a ton of disposable money so you want to try and provide as much value to them as you can yeah and just like at least be able to provide people with like a good in-store interaction too like all our guys fished so 
It's yeah, like, it's just it's like, a cool place to go hang out. Or if you have like a problem and you buy it at like a big box, like I don't know, I've delivered so many things to customers' houses, and I know Brian like driving down to every tournament is bringing pile of jigs for all his people, so it's just like more personal. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the knowledge base there is so much higher too than yeah, like yeah, sure. yeah. Go buy your graph at the Walmart and see what yeah. kind of see what kind of love you get, but huh. That's cool, bud. I um, like the pod too, though. In a sense, like you're giving away as much as you can on here, trying to like, I don't know, just do it for other people, like give back to the industry, which is kind of, kind of nice to see. Like, yeah, shed a shed a little bit of light on a few things. Um, that my one of my favorite parts about it is like you keep saying I'm not qualified to be here. Well, like, yeah, you are. Like you're, you know, guys like you are part of the reason that I started it because it's like, yeah, you know. There's going to be some big dogs on here that everyone knows. And then there's going to be, uh, like I talked to Colin Barton the other day, uh, you know, not everyone's going to know who he is and he's a beauty. Like, yeah. like that doesn't matter. If people don't know who you are, it doesn't mean you're not going to be a good guest. Yeah. Like, and yeah, I mean, it's nice to be able to shine a little light on the industry because there's a lot of cool stuff that happens. There's a lot of cool people. Yeah. Especially in this like part of the world, like, there's some like unique characters that are just like pretty cool, like you know Joe Cooper on here, or yeah. whoever else was just like I don't know. It might not become the biggest podcast in the world, but there's like at least for the like thousands of listeners that are like dedicated to it. It's like I loved it, like whatever, just growing up like following it, and then you get to see all these like cool guys that are like from this unique little area that has a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. And it's proven to be able to make, uh, make some beauties and, and people that actually, you know, know what's going on in the yeah. outdoor world, Yeah, for sure. both on the industry side and, uh, and you know, in the actual field and on the lake. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's a good way to wrap her. Um, we'll see you guys at the, uh, Winnipeg ice fishing show this weekend. Lake of the Woods sports had, has a booth. Uh, well, every, everyone that's got their hand in ice fishing has a booth. Yeah. If they don't, they're probably not going to be doing real great <laughs> this year. Yeah, no um, so yeah, like I said, uh, a couple seminars going on, Siemens, Pizer, Clayton Schick, and, uh, and myself. I think I'm just in there cause Gussie's out of town this year in Australia. So I got the shout out. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a full-time thing, but I am looking forward to going and hanging out with everyone this weekend. So if you're in the area, come on down uh lots of cool stuff to catch up on uh looks like there's plenty to do for kids you know get you some swag watch me cut my thumb off in the fish cleaning contest and uh and i think one thing that'll be good too is people always complain that we don't have the tent set up in the store because like we're maxed out on space there but i think all the vendors will have their tents shut up so if you were like wondering about a tent you can come down and check one out and see it all set up and it's the right amount of space or whatever for you so yeah that'll be cool too yeah make them work a little bit ask some questions yeah i'll be shopping around a little bit <laughs> nice <laughs> all right well uh do all the liking and subscribing and stuff uh love the momentum of the podcast the last couple episodes have been uh you know far and away at the top of the charts for Canada, you know, that some of the numbers are like rivaling big fishing podcasts. Yeah. You know, they're kissing it. Well, that's awesome. They're, I mean, there's only so many people that listen to fishing podcasts. So you kind of, you know, you're going to hit your ceiling pretty quick, but yeah. um, yeah. Thanks again, everyone. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe, uh, get into, uh, do a little reviewing on the, on the Apple Spotify side. Um, love the YouTube love too. Uh, there's some other stuff coming out. There's going to be a surf turf derby coming. Um, and we got some ice fishing stuff coming way too fast. So thanks again, everyone. Thanks Dom for coming out. Safe travels tonight, bud. Okay. Okay. Cheers everyone.